Thanks so much for listening to No Lions Here with me, Big Panda. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to No Lions Here. This is part two with Big Ticket, and as always, I'm Big Panda, and I'm a recovering sex addict. I I, I hope, I hope, I hope that it's all going to be worth it someday, and getting into this program was such a good thing for me, and, and I'm just so, so grateful. That's, that's definitely a gift of our program is we get to right our wrongs. Like, we're not mm-hmm. bad people. We're not bad people. I've done some shitty things to people. I'm not a bad person. And that this is a chance for me to never do that to somebody ever again, whether it be with Patricia or not. Don't get me wrong. You know, that's, that's, that's my goal. That's what, that's what I want. Um, but if I don't ever get a chance to that, at least I can say that I'm never going to put somebody in that position ever again. Um, Mm -hmm. so now is there something, you know, so, so you mentioned the long distance thing, man, that's gotta be, that's gotta be tough. That's I. that's, I'm single and I'm, and, and I'm couldn't even imagine being in a long distance thing right now. Is there, is there something, is there anything that you guys do like check in wise, like daily that you touch base with, um, you know, are you guys talking feelings or you, you know, is there, is there anything that you guys try to do to try to kind of build that trust with each other? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question again. And I think this could at the end of it, just be a segue into like the pornography thing. Um, cause with long distance, it's like, okay, I, I still want to get my needs met and mm-hmm. satisfied. And I still want to, you know, I'm my, my natural male feelings don't go away, even though you're 1500 miles away. Um, but for us, I think the biggest thing, and it's something that she's really, really tried to work with me on and instill in me is just open communication. Mm-hmm. Like I'm one of those people that would always just tuck their feelings and and sit on them and hide them. And whether it was, you know, something good that happened to me or something really shitty, it's like, okay, it's, it's no one's problem, but my own. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to tuck these feelings away. And for her, like kudos to her is she's like, if something's bothering you, like it's not only your problem now, but it's my problem because we're in this partnership together. And so, the biggest thing I think for us is just communication. Mm. Like whether that's, Hey, this is, this is how my meeting went tonight. This is what we talked about. This is what I took away from it. Or, Hey, I, I was really pissed off today or I had this urge today. Like just that kind of communication on actually how you're feeling, not just, yeah, today was good. I'm fine. Like, okay, good night. Like it's, it's yeah. I, I would say that's the biggest thing. Um, but I think, I don't know, maybe we can, maybe we can seg- segue this into like pornography because that's something that I've struggled with to your point of being in a long distance relationship. And like, for me, sex is a big part of a relationship. Mm-hmm. It might not be for everyone else. And I don't say that you know, like from a sex addict perspective, but I think like healthy sex is just really important to a relationship. And obviously when you, when you have distance and land separating you, um, that is harder to have, you know, sex, unless I want to buy a $300 plane ticket and go fly there. 
Um, <laughs> so, so for me, you know, it's, uh, porn has, has been something that I've fallen back on. Not as, uh, I struggle with saying not as an addiction because I don't spend hours and hours and hours and hours watching porn or even every day, but it's almost just that, that gap and it fills the void of that empty feeling of, of not having sex. And I would just be curious to, to, we can go wherever we want to with, with this topic. Um, but I'm just curious to hear from your perspective, like how has porn played a role in your life? And maybe it's part of your addiction. Maybe it's, it's not, but I just, just open this up completely open-ended and, and have this conversation with you. And I can share my thoughts after. Yeah, man, porn was definitely, porn is what started it for me. Mm -hmm. Porn is what started it. You know, they, they, this is a progressive disease. Um, porn is 100% what started it for me. Um, because I found that with porn, there was nobody else to please but myself. I could look at whatever I wanted to look at. Um, you know, I didn't have, I wasn't, I wasn't embarrassed if I got off too soon. Um, it was just me. And I, and I always viewed it as like me time. Like this is me time, even though it lasted the, 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 the time spent on it. Seconds. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> I was just going to say that the time spent on it was trying to find that perfect video. Right. Yep. You know, that was the, that was the time. And then once I found that perfect video, I mean, 10 seconds in, I'm like, all right, I'm done. What am I going to do now? I'm still bored. Um, so absolutely, man, porn was and that was part of my ritual because my, my, my ritual was, um, you know, I would I would cruise the Internet for on, you know, sites, apps, whatever I was using. And I would like. I would talk to people, get that, get that sexual tension built up. And I knew like a lot of the times you don't get me wrong. Things did get physical. Um, but it wasn't every time it wasn't every fifth time. It wasn't every, it was very rare that that actually happened. Um, because in my mind, I've got this fantasy, right? There's a fantasy in my head that this person's got to look a certain way, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to, do certain things we're going to do, you know, the, I basically turned, you know, I, every sex, every time I had sex to me was, it was supposed to look like a porno, the angles, the, you know, the, the foreplay, like it was, it was supposed to be a porno. So that right there just completely skewed my perception, perception of sex because the sex is not sex between partners is not, the same sex you watch in porn at all like it, it don't get don't get me wrong it could be if that's what you do but you know there was always this fantasy that porn could always hold up to my fantasy whereas actual sex didn't always hold that up to you know i i i, I felt I was very uncomfortable talking about sex with my partners, you know, then that's something that needs to be discussed. You know, what do you like? What do I like? You know, what, you know, what, what, what can we do for each other? That's going to, that's going to help each other here. Whereas with porn, I didn't have to have that conversation. I knew what I wanted. I knew what I liked. Um, so, so again, my, my ritual was, you know, I would start with getting this sexual tension built up, but knowing in the back of my head, 
I don't want to go meet up with this person. That's I have to leave my house. That's I have to put myself in a precarious situation. Um, I'm just going to get built up, and then I'm just going to turn to porn. And then, and that'll be it for me. Because then, once I get off, if there's no drugs involved, once I get off, I'm done. Again, delete, 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 delete. Let's scrub my internet browser. Let's so so. Porn for me was absolutely. Um, it's where it started. It's where it still can go. Um, and yet again, I think a lot of it was. It was all. It was all about me. As much as I like to think that. I'm a generous lover. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I only cared about myself. And with porn, I was getting exactly what I wanted when I wanted it. And the the limits of the internet were endless. Um, and things just progressed from there. So, So for me, porn is absolutely something that I don't ever know if it's going to come out of my middle circle or my inner circle. Um, I, I believe maybe one day masturbating alone could go into my middle circle. Um, but for, for me anyway, porn's in the inner circle and that's where it's going to stay. Um, because again, I, my parents didn't have the, the what is sex conversation with us. Um, basically, it was not until you're married. Not until you're married. And that was literally the only conversation that we had. And it was, oh, you know that making out is sex too. Um, or, or as my dad called it, knacking. Knacking is sex too. I don't even know what that means. Um, but yeah, like, so there were, there were, for me, there were all these rules put on sex. And I grew up in the church. So like all, all these rules. And so no one ever really talked to me about what sex was. So I only saw sex in porn. So to me, that was intimacy. That was sex. So I base my I base my sex history off of what I saw in pornos. And if it didn't live up to the porn, then it wasn't good sex. When I know now that's not the truth. And with Patricia and I, it wasn't like that. And and we had a good sex life. And you know, going back to just the whole like I had it all. I had it all. But yet I still wanted more. Um, and that's just so crazy to think about because I really did have it all. Like I had it all. Um, so, yeah. So, again, I, porn was just my way of taking care of myself. This is what I want. I'm not – nobody else's needs are involved. It's just me. I'm very selfish. Very, very selfish. And that's what this recovery has really shown me. It's just how selfish I truly was. I can, I can relate to so much of what you said. I want to make sure you can still hear me okay because yes. my AirPods died. And, okay. Yeah, I saw you taking them out, and I was like, oh, cool. He's just not even listening to me anymore. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> when, when, the, when the AirPods get low battery, they give you this little tone, and I'm like, ah, damn it. But, <laughs> um, but no, I can, I can relate to so much of what you said as far as like the, the avenues that porn would take you down. Um you just you just said it a lot better than I could ever say it, um, honestly. But, uh, <laughs> it's it's such a gateway. Like oh. porn is porn is such a gateway, um, and that's what it's been for me too. It's like I would I would do the same exact things as far as get on a video, get get those feelings, you know, 
flowing and, and start to start to feel this intense rush and be like, okay, this isn't a good enough video. And then I'd go and I'd search something else and, and that would just go on and on. And, um, it's like, okay, I have to find the, the perfect video. And then I would, you know, I would, I would say the biggest thing for me too, as far as like how watching porn turned into acting out for me was the exact same thing that you said, where I would start surfing and I'd start looking at videos and then I'd reach out to someone and it wasn't necessarily, I want to come over and hook up with you and do the whole nine yards. I just want someone to talk dirty to. Mm-hmm. And that's when, that's when it went from just watching porn and getting off to something more and bringing someone else involved just for, for my selfish reasons and, and purposes. Um, so I've always struggled with that as far as, is my porn watching an addiction or is it something that I do that can lead to an addiction? And I've, since I got into the program, it's been in my middle circle, meaning it's not an addiction, but it can lead to it. And I'll share this with you because I was, I was talking to someone in the program today and I won't mention his name. I'll pull up our text messages from today. He just reached out, asked how I was doing. And, and I, sh- I shared this with him, which is, which is why I'm glad that we're talking about it today. I'll just read our text. I said, my girlfriend came home from a, for a long weekend, so it was awesome to spend time with her. We'd been in a really tough spot for the last six months or so, but things are slowly getting better. As cliche as it is, taking things one day at a time has been big for us, especially doing long distance for the time being. I think the biggest thing I've struggled with, at least morally, has been porn. I've watched porn since I've been in like eighth grade, and it's always just the quote-unquote normal thing. Uh to do as a guy, as you know, I'm sure the circles you run in are similar to mine. I've never felt like I've had an addiction to porn. I've just used it as a way to get off when I feel like it. And now that my girlfriend is in grad school, it's almost an outlet for me to use so that I can get off to porn instead of doing something bad, i.e. acting out. For me, porn is in my middle circle because it's been a gateway for me to act out with women I've never paid for sex online or hooked up with anyone online, but it's led me to sending a risky text or reach out to people I shouldn't be reaching out to. So as far as that goes, it's hurt me in the past, but my actual porn watching hasn't been an addiction. You can kind of see my rationalization as I read this text. Mm, yep, um, yep. So then I, I, I kind of go on and I, I end the text with, um, I I posed a question. I said, I'm not sure if that's something you've struggled with or have thoughts on. And he said, great topic prior to this. And and the reason I share this is it changed my outlook on porn and, and I'll share my thoughts on it after I'm done reading this text. But he said, prior to recovery, I viewed porn the same way. It was a way to prevent me from acting out or reaching out, but I can tell you firsthand, it's a gateway to more, the more porn, Uh, The more porn, the more my ability to say no went away. It was my brain being so used to seeing sexual images and hearing the terms that once I started to reach out to actual people, I knew I didn't register in the brain the way it should. The way we are designed to say no, that's not okay. I completely understand what you're saying. My groups were identical, I'd imagine. Sports and just guys being guys to fit in only encouraged it more. What I would encourage for you is to stop. Stop viewing porn. It only distorted my mind more and more 
And since not viewing porn for almost eight and a half months now, my mind is so much different. I don't think of sexual innuendos or think about women sexually as I did before. What I learned is true freedom only comes when you let go of everything. In a way, though it may not feel like addiction, you're holding on that porn use. You're holding on to that porn use. What's true is you don't need porn. You don't need that orgasm. It feels like it's a need, but in reality, what I learned for myself is it's just filling a hole temporarily instead of treating the actual problem. And so as I read that, mm. again, it's like I'm almost in the way I've been looking at it for the past six to eight months is I'm just rationalizing my porn use as a way to like, oh, this is just me getting off. I'm in a long distance relationship. I don't want to go have sex with someone else. So I'm just going to watch porn. But I just think, especially after reading that and hearing from someone who went through something so similar to you and I, and to see where he's at, where he's at now firsthand just from not watching porn and the way he thinks and acts and interacts with people. It's like, it is such a, it is such a disease that has plagued our society. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's so sad because it's at the tip of our fingertips. We can search anything we want. If we don't like something, it's on to the next video. And that is just not how a healthy relationship works between two people. And it, it, it's it's just been this void. Porn has always been something I can plug into a void when I'm bored, when I'm lonely, when I'm sad, when I'm angry, when I have nothing else to do with my time, I'll go watch porn. And for me, I didn't look at it as an, at it as an addiction because I wasn't doing it 18 hours a day, but I was still sure. falling mm-hmm. back on it. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the, the conversation... And, uh, you know, the, the words that I exchanged earlier today with the, the person from our group, it just brought, brought so much clarity to the situation. I'm like, it's not healthy. I don't think it makes me view women in a, in a healthier way, in a more respective way. I don't think it's healthy for my relationship because to your point, when I, when I log on and go on porn, it's, and, and watch porn. It's for me. It's, it's not for anyone else. I'm trying to satisfy and look up and get off to everything that I can't do in the bedroom or everything I wish I could do in the bedroom. And it's just a, like a, this sick, twisted fantasy. Um, that we're never going to get enough. Yeah. Oh, hundred there, because there's always more, like there's always more mm-hmm. out there that we haven't seen, haven't watched, haven't gotten off to. And so I just, I wanted to, to touch on that and hear like what your relationship with porn has been, because it's something I've struggled with for a long time. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to turn this into like my getting up on my, my soapbox and like preaching to the choir, but God, porn is, it's just fucked up. Like, dude, it's, it's, I, I gotta say like, you know, I've since so so one of my big things was like objectifying strangers, yep, or people that I know, like people I work with, like, and I gotta say that like since I've stopped watching porn, like I don't do that anymore. Like I, 
I have to like really sit there and think about it if I want to go objectify somebody. Um, it's not just the first thing that comes to my mind. In the past, it was the first thing that I wouldn't even have to think about it. It's the first thing that comes to my mind. Now, if I do it, I kind of I have to like really pay attention to that person for a second. Whereas now I'm, I'm with through the program and I'm taught to just look away. Um, and I will say too, since giving it up. And with the with the slips that I've had and the relapses that I've had, porn it doesn't do it anymore. Like it, it doesn't like for me. If I've always I've always it's I've always told myself you know there's been guys that well they'll slip and you know they'll watch porn and they'll jack off and and in my mind I'm always like, well if I'm gonna slip I'm gonna go all the <laughs> I'm gonna way. go ahead I'm first. doing it big. Yeah. I'm doing it big. I'm not going to go to porn. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to look at porn and spend 30, to, 30 minutes or 30 seconds, and then I'm it's done. Like, it, it's not enough. And I've absolutely, you know, in my slips, I've gone to porn, and it doesn't have the same effect on me that it did in the past. Um, you know, I... You know, it's everybody's recovery is different, right? So I, I don't want to sit here. There's absolutely part of me that wants to be like, hey, big ticket. I think you should stop watching yeah. porn, man. Um, but again, like I, you know, and in my mind, I'm like, well, who are you, big man? Who are you to tell somebody else how to live their life? Like, that's not what I want to do here, right? Um, I want to, I want to challenge you, though. Um, you know, the next time you want to, you want to, you want to look at porn, I, I would challenge you to sit down and, and see what you're feeling. You know, because I know you, you kind of hit on it. You know, you said when I'm bored, when I'm lonely, when I'm tired or, you know, when I'm sad. And in those cases, you know, a lot of the times if we look at our emotions, we're trying to run from something. We're trying to run from a feeling that we don't want to feel. Um, so I would just challenge you, man, next time you want to do that, just I would sit down and, and take a look at your feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and see what's going on with, see what's going on with big ticket at that point in time and see if there's something else that can kind of help fill that void for you because we know that going to porn, instant gratification, not happiness, instant gratification. Whereas we might be able to go do something else that's going to give us that happiness. Um, and yeah, man, feel free to, you know, text me like, I, I don't know if you use, um, so I use what's called a feeling wheel. Okay. I absolutely love it. Uh, it sounds really silly, and I like giggle <laughs> whenever I tell people I use a feeling wheel. <laughs> to this day, man, I still giggle, and I don't have it with me. But look up a feeling wheel, man. Like there, we did this in treatment. Like it's all these feelings, and like yeah, like you, you know, I can be like, yeah, I'm sad. Okay, well, what do you mean right. sad? Okay, well, well, I feel lonely. That's a that's a sect of being sad. You know, just all these different things, and that has really helped me pinpoint how I feel. And pinpointing how I feel helps me feel that even more, and be like, okay, this is how I feel. And then realizing, okay, it's okay to feel that way. Okay, well, what can I do that's in the outer circle that is going to help me with combat these feelings? And a lot of the times. There's nothing we can do about it either. And that's kind of what frustrates me sometimes is like, I'll be like, okay, I'll hit the halt. Angry. Am I hungry? Angry, lonely, tired. You know, with some of those, if I'm hungry, yeah, okay, I can go eat. If I'm tired, I can take a nap. Well, those are easy. Okay, well, I'm lonely. 
I'm angry. Well, what can I do that's going to fulfill those needs for me that doesn't involve drugs or sex? Because that's not truly not filling any needs for me at all. Um, That's instant gratification. Uh, But I get frustrated because I don't know the answers to those. I'm still so new in the recovery process that like I don't have answers to, okay, when I'm feeling this way, I can go do this. And I know that I'm going to, I'm leaning the other way and I feel good. Um, but I don't know. I would just suggest a feeling wheel, man. I look into it. If it works, it works. If not, again, that's the beauty of this program is it might work for you. It might work for me. It might work for me. It might not work for you. I, yeah. I had a couple thoughts and, you know, I don't, <laughs> You've been extremely generous with your time. I don't know if you have any uh, any other pressing hot topics that you wanna that you wanna necessarily cover, but maybe this would be a good segue. And just the the two things that I was thinking through as you were saying that is in regards to the feeling wheel. It's like, dude, that's what makes our program so cool. Is stupid, simple, dumb shit like that. <laughs> like you don't have. Yes. Everyone tries to overcomplicate everything in life. Yes, and that's, I do. Know, I'll raise my hand. Complexity is the enemy of execution. Like, especially in this program, if you're like sitting looking at the 12 steps, which I have not finished. So um, talk to me when nope. I'm when I'm done with my 12th step. But it's like, <laughs> man, I, I find myself overanalyzing stuff all the time. It's like, okay, what's, you know, how do I oh. work this step? Or what's the right way to do it? Or how do I, you know, it's like, no feeling wheel like get out your feelings wheel. like just take the next right step there's no right or wrong like just take the next step forward and make it as simple and stupid and as least complex as it possibly can be um Mm -hmm. that's just the cool thing about the program is there's no right or wrong way to do it just take the take the step um and you know to come back to man i (laughs) gratification versus happiness like that is what this program is about and mm-hmm. i know we talked about it earlier but you don't have to be a sex addict to apply these principles to your life like that nope. this like transcends the the time and space that we're in as far as like being sex addicts but like just to think about that it's like this this dichotomy of life almost like just this weird this weird relationship where I can choose something. I have two options and I can choose something that makes me feel happier now and and more fulfilled in the moment. Or I can choose something that's going to be like, man, I would like, I don't want to do that. It's going to make me feel worse in the moment. It's like, what a paradox, but choosing the thing that is going to make you feel worse now is going to make you feel so much better long-term. And the one that you pick mm-hmm. now that's going to fulfill you in the moment and make you feel that instant hit of gratification and dopamine, man, you're going to feel way worse long-term from that. And just keeping that perspective of what's the long play here? Like, what's my long-term vision? Am I choosing instant gratification here or am I choosing happiness? Happiness might feel way worse now, but goddamn, I'm going to be so happy in three days, in a week, in a month, in a year, in 10 years, looking back at that decision and, and thanking myself for it. So that I'm so glad you brought that up because it's, it's such an important principle to live by whether, 
I don't care if you're a drug addict, sex addict, alcoholic, or a preacher. Like, it's it's yeah. I'm I'm just glad that you brought that up. It's dude. I gotta say, man, from the day that you said that, I don't know. I've used that so many times, and I've I've explained that to so many people in that way because it makes it makes so much sense, uh-huh. and. The, the 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 messed up part about it is is now in my mind I've turned it into a transaction um with my higher power with God you know I've been in these spots where I'm like gosh dang it all right I'm gonna get instant gratification out of this so I don't really want to do this I need to not do this I need to make the right call so that I'm happier down down the road. So when I make that decision to to do to do to make the happiness call, in my mind I'm like, okay, God, what are you gonna do for me? You know, am I gonna get? Do I get to hear back from Patricia? Is she? Is she? Do I get to? Get, do I get to hear back from her tomorrow? Um, a couple weeks ago, I had a hockey game, and I was like, cool, I'm gonna get like a shutout um, because I made the right decision the night before. Whereas, like, and and that's that's something that I have to work through with God but that's but that just shows you like what my attic brain can do mm-hmm. and how it turns and pivots things and says okay well I did this so now I deserve this no I'm 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 doing this because it's the right decision to make and I might not see the I might not get anything back from it for 2 years down the road but I need to not think about that and it's so it's so much harder to put that into practice. It's easy for us to sit here and talk about it because, you know, it's almost like us sitting around talking about like, okay, w- would you do that if your grandma was looking over your shoulder? Like just that cliche and it's like, obviously not, but hey, when I'm acting out, I don't care what my grandma thinks. I'm going to get what I want and do what I want. And so it's way easier to to sit here and talk about it than actually put it into practice. But Another weird side note just on that kind of was I don't know are you a are you a football fan? I don't know if you watch football. I'm a football fan, yeah. I was mm-hmm. watching Monday Night Football the other day and my, my my brain makes these weird parallels when I'm sitting and and watching something or I hear something and it was actually right when all these John Gruden emails leaked and John Gruden the coach of the uh Las Vegas Raiders sent out these emails there was a lot of vulgar speech in the emails and uh they broke the news during halftime of monday night football that he was stepping down as the coach i saw that i didn't actually read yeah. into that but i yeah, saw you that. Sh- yeah. this man was he was wilding in these emails you gotta go read them. Was you gotta he? go read them yeah for all, all right, of you all that, right. i don't yeah. i've never liked the, i don't like the raiders yeah so. i know yeah so <laughs> so they, they end up breaking the news and all the analysts are sitting around talking and there's an analyst, his name's Booger McFarlane and he's an old football player. And he was, he, he was sitting there and he said something that really struck a chord with me. And it's, it's in the same line of what we're talking about. But he said, one thing my mom always told me when I was growing up that everything that you do in the dark will eventually come to the light. And it's almost that same perspective of, am I choosing gratification in this moment or happiness? And mm. it's almost a, like a sick and twisted game you can play with yourself on, you know, saying things like, okay, if this was like blasted out on social media, would I be proud of this? But 
just having that, having that perspective and having that foresight when you're making a decision, like even if you're positive that it's not going to go out into the light or people aren't going to find out about this one, you know, it, (laughs) I'm pretty sure that at the end of the day, you've been found out about a lot of the stuff that you've done and Mm -hmm. having that perspective and, and just those words of everything that you do in the dark is going to come to the light. Would you be proud Mm -hmm. of, of the things that you were doing in the dark? Um, I, I loved that little antidote that he that he shared, and I just related it to like here we're sitting about we're, I'm sitting here watching football, and Booger McFarland says this is what my mom told me when I was a kid, and I'm like, damn Booger, like that was pretty good. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that. Yeah. So, but yeah. What's What's wild about that though is is you know, and and what they what they taught us in treatment was that so this. The addiction was like a wiring of the brain, right? So so when I go into these addictive states, my frontal lobe shuts off. So I be, it goes unconscious. Mm-hmm. So I don't have decision making. I don't have I don't think about consequences. I don't think cuz a lot of times partners will be like, "Well, weren't you thinking about me while you were doing yep. this?" And the answer scientifically is yeah. no. I was not. My brain was shut off. The part, the rational part of my brain was physically offline, and I'm only th- I'm in survival mode. I'm only in survival mode. So there's so many times that like the answer to that is would you would you still do this if it was broadcast on social media? And the honest answer is, I think I still would. <laughs> yeah. Because I, when I'm about to make those decisions, I'm not thinking, oh, okay, what if what if my grandma was thinking, what if my... No, clearly I had a girlfriend and I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing, but yet the thought of her, the thought of the life we had, the that didn't... If, if, if it was that easy, you and I wouldn't be sitting here having a conversation yep. right now. We wouldn't be a part of this program if it was so easy as to think about think about the consequences thinking about people finding out like if it was that simple nobody would have a problem with anything and this world would be a completely different place and that just shows just how how not a moral failing it is because there's you know like we you, we touched about this in the beginning like you know, we said this was going to be our last time. Yep. You know, this is our last time. This is our last time. But yet we just, we kept doing it and doing it. And even after, you know, the Patricia didn't, she knew that I watched porn. She didn't like that I watched porn. Did that stop me from watching porn? Nope. That just made me more sneaky at watching porn. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in right there. I almost, yeah, I almost yeah. took the opposite approach and I was like, Mallory, I want you to watch porn because I wanted her to get these I wanted her to get like these images and these fantasies and see the things that would happen in porn so that she would want to try them. That's like, Mm. that's like, we talked about this too. It's like everyone has a little bit different, like twisted fantasy addiction. And I just wanted to speak to that. It's like, I took the opposite approach. It's like, I wanted her to watch porn so she could get the same sick, twisted fantasies that I had and she'd want to try them out. So anyways, 
I completely mm, cut. That's completely really interesting. Cut you off, but I wanted to. No, yeah. no, I was I was done wrapping yeah. up, but I that's a that's a really interesting insight because in my mind I wanted to keep them separate. Yeah. I wanted to keep them separate um, because it, to me, if she was involved, it wasn't as special for me. It wasn't my thing. If she was involved, plus the porn that I was looking at wasn't great porn anyway. So. <laughs> Um, it just wasn't good stuff at all because again, this, this disease is progressive. So what I started out looking at as a kid didn't do it for me. I mean, I remember back in the day, I didn't even need porn. I just, I had videos in my head that I fantasies in my head that I could play. Or you look at a picture. So, well then eventually, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was pictures, yeah. like literally a, I didn't even, didn't even need to be a nude picture. It just a scantily clad yep. woman. That was that would get me off, and then it just shows the progression of where things have gone to where the porn that I was watching wasn't normal porn, wasn't your normal normal everyday porn, and even even if it was, um, you know, she would still have she would have still had a problem with that, and I'm okay with that. Like I'm looking back on it now. And and I was always like, I would always, oh, well, you don't watch porn? Oh, and then she'd be like, well, no. And I'd be like, well, you're lying. You're lying to me. You don't ever watch porn. She's like, well, no, I, I really don't. And I believe her. I truly believe her. She she, she was just a down-to-earth person that I truly believe that she didn't she didn't need mm-hmm. to because um, she didn't have the same problems that I had. Well, I have a question for you. Yeah. Because it's it's so interesting and it's so true the the point you made of if it was that easy if it was that easy of just thinking about the consequences because that's what a normal rational human brain would just assume that you would do mm-hmm. like, dude think about the consequences before you do that but as an addict yep. and anyone who struggles with anything like this knows that it's not that easy and Mm-mm. you and I were regular normal dudes that have really good hearts and and really we want what's best for ourselves and other people, but we have a problem and an addiction and it's not as easy as saying, Hey, if you do this, there's going to be bad consequences for it because inherently we knew that, but we did it anyways. So the, the yeah. question I have for you, and I, I just want to answer this honestly, like it, it can be anything that, that you think of but what do you think the antidote for that is if it's not as easy as saying hey just think of the consequences what is the answer for for people like us so i don't it's i don't know if there is like a concrete answer right because there's no blue pill red pill in our situation right there's nothing that's like oh if you do this you are guaranteed to never act out again um i will say that Connection is the opposite of addiction. So staying connected. For me, that's huge. Staying connected and not isolating. Um, And that's like the key. That's one of the keys to my recovery is talking. Talking about what I got going on. Talking about my feelings. Um, And then I, I believe that it will get easier. I believe that it will get easier. Um, right now it's really hard for me to see outside of that shit storm that I'm currently in right now, just with everything I've got going on. Um, but yeah, for me, my answer is connection, connection. And I'm, and that, even that's a struggle 
Because that's still this a, a simple concept. A simple concept of, well, all you got to do is just talk about your feelings. Okay, well, that's really hard for me to do. Because I think you mentioned it before. Um, you bury everything. I bury everything. If I have a problem, I don't. I feel like I'm a burden. I feel like I'm a burden to somebody else. I don't want to put my problems on other people. Um, and that's how I've always been. I've always wanted to be this happy-go-lucky guy that had no problems in the world. You could absolutely come to me with your problems, and I'm going to try to help you out. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you about my problems. And then my problems just over time just got deeper and deeper and deeper. And I just got more into into where I just felt like I was in over my head. And and yeah, that's. I still struggle with that. I still struggle with talking about because I'm not a talker. I'm not a talker. I know I get on the podcast and I can talk yeah. and and I like to share in meetings all for, you know, 3 minutes on my share. Um but like I'm not a talker. So like I just and I feel like right now with what I'm going through, recovery, the breakup, like trying to find my purpose in life that I've got so much going on that I feel like I have to constantly talk. And I'm not a talker. So like I'll have some good days where I'm like, oh yeah, like all right, let's talk. I'm I'm feeling good. I feel good. Um, and then there's days where I'm like, I don't want to talk. Talking in its own self can be overwhelming for me. And then also too, I feel like a broken record all the time. I feel like a broken record because the last nine months it's been the same thing. It's been the breakup. It's been Patricia. Um, it's been how unhappy I am and how much I miss her. And, you know, I've got I've got friends that are not in the program that have been with me since day one of all of this. And, you know, they 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 get it, but they'd also, you know, there's unless you're in the program, you know, you might not fully get it. And I feel like I feel so bad because it's like we can talk on a Monday. And I'm crying about Patricia. We can talk on a Tuesday. Guess what? I'm still crying about Patricia. We talk on a Wednesday. Guess what? I'm still crying about Patricia. And I'm like, these people have got to be sick about <laughs> hearing about this. They why has nobody told me to shut yeah. the fuck up already? Like, and I, so I long long winded answer though. I've, I've, I'm finding that in recovery and talking about recovery, there's no such thing as a short winded answer. Yeah, it's all it's all long winded. But that. For me, it's connection. For me, it's connection. It's staying connected even when I don't want to. Even when I don't want to talk, that's when I know that I need to talk. And trying to get into a habit of checking in at least once a day with somebody who knows the whole situation. And again, you know, I want to reach out to other guys in the program. Um, and I need to do a better job of reaching out to different guys in the program. I, I kind of get this like group of right. people to where like I just I go to yeah. them right like instead of branching out and like using everybody um but I've been been doing a better job lately of, of at least talking to one person at the end of the, my night and just talking about my day talking about the day my emotions and I don't need them to give me another thing too is like I always look for advice I'm always looking for somebody else to just tell me yeah. what to do just tell me what to do already. I'm sick of trying to figure this out. Why on my do you own. think I asked you this question? Because I'm asking. I'm, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Like I'm. I'm constantly and like that's been a big. That's been a problem for me lately too. Is like, 
I want somebody to tell me what to do with Patricia. I want somebody to tell me, say this to her or wait this long and then say this or do the, and like nobody can give me that answer. Nobody can give me the answers to my recovery. I have to figure those out a lot on my own. And it's just, it can get very overwhelming at times. Absolutely. So that's, 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 that's my answer. Yeah. I think that was good. What do you, what do you feel? Yeah, no, I think it was really well. Tell me how I think you it feel. It was really well said. Um, because the, the, one of the first things you said was there's no, there's no red pill or blue pill answer. It's not like, Hey, take this or do this. And you're never going to have to deal with it. God, I wish there was, you know how much money oh I'd pay for that. God, I do. I would do something illegal oh, for, for sure. Yeah. Here, take my, take my uh, bank account, take my credit card and just max <laughs> yeah. it out and give me the, give me the cure. You for want, um, yes. yeah, but it's not that simple. Like it's, it's a very, it's a very mm-hmm. complicated, it's, it's, it's cunning, baffling and powerful is, is how we mm-hmm. talk about our addiction and our meetings. And so, I mean, even, even what you just said brought a lot of clarity to me. It's like, there is no right way or wrong way. There's no one antidote to this, to this disease, this addiction. Um, but I, I truly can second what you were saying about connection is I don't think there's a right way to do it, but I do know that there's probably a wrong way and it's trying to isolate mm-hmm. yourself and do it, doing it by yep. yourself because every one of us in the group can attest to trying to do it ourselves and wanting to be a better man and thinking of the consequences and ultimately we couldn't do it on our on our own but the the, could not. the beautiful thing about that though is wherever you're at in life right now you or I anyone in our group or anyone that might listen to this is you already have everything you need to beat your addiction. And it took joining SAA for me to realize that. And one of the main things was the connection to my higher power. And the beautiful thing about SAA is we don't, we don't shove like Islam on people or Christianity or Buddhism or it's, it's a higher power. I call my higher power God. You call your higher power God. But there's, there's yep. people that nature is their higher power or music yep. is their higher power. And it's that connection to your higher power. And I think God has played such a role in my recovery of lifting some of the burden, burden off my shoulders and me giving it to, to him. And that's connection. My connection to God, my connection yep. to the group, like... It's also just a relief knowing that, my God, like, I don't have to control everything. I don't have to have an answer or an antidote to this. Like, I can just be with these men who struggle with the same things or some of the same things that I do. I can share how I'm feeling about things that I would never in a million years go up to one of my buddies from college or high school and say, hey, man, I'm really struggling with cheating on my girlfriend or watching porn or da 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 like the the relief and the freedom and just the the weight that that lifts off your shoulders to be able to share things like that in a group setting um i really really believe that connection is a big part of recovery um connection to the group connection to god your higher power whatever you want to call it um like we have everything we need to beat the addiction. Mm-hmm. And it took getting into SAA for me to realize that and actually have like 
kind of a formula and a layout and a format for how it works, but there's no special spell or like one answer that you have to follow. It's, um, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm like, I've said this a hundred times. I'm just so grateful for it. Um, but I hundred percent agree with your answer and what you were saying on, it's not, it's not one way or the highway. Like there, there's no, that's, there's no one way to do it. No red pill. Blue it's pill. not. And, and I mean, that, that even brought me clarity. Just, just listening to you talk about that and, and for me to share it too. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. And you know, it's in, in the readings that we do, which I love oh the readings gosh. and, by the way, tonight I got to read my favorite part. I love that little little excerpt at the end of the twelve yeah. steps that says, you know, the three 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 pertinent ideas were yep. clear that we could you know we could not do this on. Like I absolutely love that part of it. But you know, it talks in there that what are the two things that we absolutely need? Like, sure, this this recovery is it's to everybody it's differently. But but what are the two things that we need in our recovery? And that is the fellowship of the program and a higher power. Those are, if you don't have those things, you, you, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to be successful. Like it's such a, it's so cool because it's such an open concept program that doesn't shove rules down your throat. That doesn't shove religion down your throat. They do say, Hey, okay, hold on. We're going to, these two things, you do need these two things. And, those even those two things are up to us. They're up to us to how we stay connected to the program, what our higher power is, and I'm really and I, I find that when I struggle with my connection to my higher power is when I'm in real bad places. Those that's normally when I tend to to slip or to to kind of want to step out and go back to some of my old ways. And I've really been struggling with that connection to my higher power, especially after a slip, because then I'm like, I don't deserve that. And then like today, I I got pissed at myself today. I was cutting the grass and, you know, I, I want to, there's so many things that I want to say to Patricia. I want to just reach out and I just want to, I just want to just lay it all out there for her. I just want to lay it. She hasn't given me the opportunity. I, I believe I'll get an opportunity one day, but I, I want to make that opportunity myself. So I got pissed at myself because I got pissed because I was trying to play God. And then I got, I got pissed at myself because I realized that I was trying to play God. Like, and I was just like, it, it was so confusing and like, basically you were pissed I was at just yourself like, and pissed at God simultaneously. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Yes. And like, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> it was, dude, it was, and I was like, oh, come on, Panda, you're trying to be God. And so now I'm pissed at you <laughs> because this is not, you are not God. And in my, in my addictions, I was God. In my addictions, I tried to play God, I tried to control everything. And I was good at it for a long time. And, but, you can't, you can only live that way for so long before all your dirty secrets are out there. And you know what brings clarity to those two things that you mentioned, the, the two frameworks for our, uh, for our recovery, the, the fellowship, the connectivity to the group and your relationship with your higher power. I think the two things that really bring like clarity to, to, to those are guys who have been in the group 
for for five years, ten years, fifteen years. Because you and I, in the grand scheme of things, we're kind of rookies. We haven't been in the group for a year yet. Mm-hmm. But hearing stories from those guys and hearing about how they went to SAA for a year and then left and said, you know what, I, I got I got I got a grip on this. I can do it on my own. I don't need the fellowship. You know, God, who's who's he in in all of this? I don't I don't really I can keep this compartmentalized from him. And hearing the stories of of them branching out after being in SAA and then trying to do it on their own and then ultimately coming back and saying, "Hey, I tried to do it that way." And let me tell you, it did not work. And that's why I'm back here and that's why I keep showing up on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like for me, that's all I need to hear because now it's not someone just telling me this is what I should do. It's actually people who have done it and tried to do it the other way Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. being in the group and saying, don't take the road I took because it didn't turn out well for me. So I, and that's, that's just another, another cool thing about the group is you've got 24 year olds and you've got 74 year olds and everyone brings a a different perspective. Absolutely, man. And my my sponsor, he'll always he'll always tell me, he will say, Panda, you sound very eye centered right now. And it I hate when he does this. He says, You sound very eye centered when you need to be God centered. And that just like pulls me back into I'm trying to do this on my mm-hmm. own. I'm trying to do this on my own. And when I try to do things on my own, I lose touch with the group. I lose touch with my higher power. And I've I've already proved that I cannot do this on my own. And one other thing that I, I kind of cringe when people say that other people are their higher powers. Yeah. I kind of... I, I I cringe a little bit because you know I whatever your higher power is like no judgments like you do do your thing I just believe that I don't think that a higher power should be a living person mm-hmm. because they have I mean you know in treatment and and I don't know if you've heard this in recovery but like there's guys that are like man I have a, a doorknob is my higher power anything that has the capacity to make a better decision than me yeah. That's higher power. Um, so anytime I hear people being like, oh, yeah, this, you know, my wife's my higher power. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't don't like to judge. I don't like to. But that's just one thing for me that I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's the route you need to be taking. No, I, I agree. And, you know, we could go a million different directions with this and start yeah. talking about <laughs> religion and, and politics like i have my beliefs don't get me wrong like for me god is my higher power just because i have faith in him and we could talk about that that could be another two-hour podcast we do that man that really um, could be honestly but uh i see a i see a reoccurring theme uh, big right? ticket yeah. of uh <laughs> yeah our next- you're you now have to come on this whenever yeah, i ask yeah. you to so our next topic will be how to convert to christianity and why why it's a good idea no um but no i i agree like man oh, like yeah if 
it was, I, I laughed internally when you're like, uh, don't pick something as your higher power that has the ability to like make worse decisions than you do. It's like shit, like even a doorknob, it can't make a decision, but that's a way better decision than some of the decisions I've made. A 100%. Uh, yes. But you know, I guess, Hey, to, to each their own. And if it's something that you truly are, are passionate about and, um, that you can just get energy from and, and I don't, I don't know, like have your higher power be whatever you want it to be as long as it keeps you grounded and, um, on, on track and committed to your recovery, I guess do what you got to do. But I, I call mine God and that's, that's just the belief that I have. And I guess we'll, we'll leave it at that for now as, as far as that topic goes. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a whole other talk because I've, I've found, a completely new respect for God in all of this. You know, I I was raised in the church, left really bad taste in my mouth. To me, God was organized religion mm-hmm. when really, like, you know, you can, I, I don't consider myself religious. I consider myself spiritual. Yeah. Like I have a relationship with God and that is between me and him. And there's nobody can put rules on that. It's between me and him. And I found that like the second day in treatment. Um, And man, it's like looking back on my life, man, there's been so many times where God has tried to call me back, has tried calling me back. And I just pass it off as as privilege. Mm -hmm. I'm getting these things because of privilege, because of how I was raised, the, the middle class I was raised in, the upper middle class that I was raised in, like... When really, man, it was God the whole time tapping me on the shoulder, saying, "Hey, man, come on back, come on back. Look what I can, I can, I've got good things for you. Just come back to me." Um, and so, finally, realizing that, and you know, it's still a struggle for me. It's still a struggle, um, but yeah, God is definitely my higher power as well. Yeah, I, I lied. I lied because I do have one more. Uh, I have one more thought on that. I know we've talked about it in groups too, but. And I shared this, uh, I don't know, maybe like three, four weeks ago uh, with the group. But we talked about, we were talking about this in our group. We were talking about our higher power and our connection to our higher power. And I just shared that even though I call my higher power God and I have I have faith in him and, and all of that stuff, I'm so glad that as a group, as an SAA group and organization, that we don't have a mandate saying, hey, you have to be a Christian and believe in the Christian God to be a Mm -hmm. part of this group, or you have to be a Muslim and believe in the Muslim God to be like, that just creates so many more barriers to entry for people Mm -hmm. who just want help for sex addiction. Honestly, at the end of the day, like that's what connects all of us. It's not our higher power, who we call him or it. Uh, it's not necessarily how we got in the group or the ways we acted out, but like our connection to each other is that we all have a problem, an addiction to mm-hmm. sexual acting out, whatever you want to call it. And I'm so glad that that's what connects us and not who we call God. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm just super grateful for that as a, I guess this is just a shout out to SAA as a whole on like, they do leave it very open-ended and I'm grateful for that because it, it allows everyone an opportunity to 
experience what SAA offers and you don't have to be this or that to be, to be part of the club. Yeah. We all agree that there is something out there greater than yep. us that can help yep. us. It doesn't matter what it is, what we think it is. Everybody's is different and there's no judgment. And that is like, yeah, that's. And I love the term spiritual too. You know, yeah. like it just, it's, it seems more like of a, like a relationship. I, man, and that's because, and that's exactly what it is, right? Like, no matter what your higher power is, is it supposed to be a relationship? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a relationship. It's a, it's a two way thing. Um, and man, I like I said, I've known a lot of guys that have been in the program a long time that have struggled. And I'm my all, my question to them all the time is, "Where are you at with your higher power?" Mm-hmm. Well, well, I'm still trying to figure that out. And a lot of people think it has to be perfect, like. When I pray, oh, they're not perfect, you know. It's and there's been there's been a couple guys that have been kind of hung up because, you know, I find in this addiction that we tend to try we tend to be perfectionists. Oh, for sure. um, we try to do everything perfect, which is a crazy concept to me because by no means have I ever thought of myself as a perfectionist. I've never thought of myself as a perfectionist, a control freak, um, someone with trust issues. When I have all of those. Yeah. All of those are at the top of my list of things I need to work on. Um, but I, it's because I'll hear them and, and they're just like, well, you know, I, I don't know what to say. And it's like, well, that's not the point. The point is just giving yourself to something, which is hard to do because how am I supposed to give myself to something that I can't see, I can't touch? You know, this person doesn't speak to me like we're having a conversation. Like, that's super hard to get behind. Um, but it's just about doing it. Faith. Man. Just got to yeah, do it. Faith. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Man, Thomas, man, I. this was I fun. Know, we've been going at it for. I've had. What time is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we really have yeah. been. Um, man, this. I, thank you. I'm so I, thank you, man, for like for coming on, for sharing some of the stuff that you did. Like, I, I really appreciate that, man. Like, I'm so I'm so I really yeah, appreciate I'm, it, man. I'm so grateful, man. Like, if if we didn't get anything else out of this, or if if people listen to this and they don't get anything else out of this, I hope they just realize that it's two normal dudes having a conversation. Like we're, we're the guys next door and like, yeah, we have sex. Like we're sex addicts. I am a sex addict. Mm-hmm. Big, I'm a sex big addict ticket. Well. I'm a sex addict. And I'm a big panda. We're, you know, we're, we're two normal guys having a conversation and, and this is what we struggle with. And I wish it was, you know, I wish it was not as taboo as it is. Cause I know that there's so many people struggling with, with this in the dark and, um, I'm just so grateful for this platform. I'm so grateful for you having me on, man. Like if, if you want to have me on again, my door is always open. You, Hey, Dude, it's not, I, I'm not slamming the door. I'm shutting it and I'm sliding the, I'm sliding <laughs> the key underneath. So, um, Dude, I, yeah, I, I appreciate it so much. Thank you, man. No, I, I appreciate it, man. This was like this. I needed this. Like I, I needed I needed to have this, um, especially after the day that I had today. 
So I, I really appreciate it, man. I I do have one last question yep. for you, though. One last question that I want to throw out there. Um, you know, do you ever see yourself as? Do you ever see yourself coming out in any kind of public way that you are a sex addict? That is such a good question. Oh my gosh, I uh, I was just thinking about this the other day. I I recently took a job, so you know I won't I won't get just in the in the spirit of of keeping it a little closed door. I won't say where I moved from, but move move cities, came to a new job, and whatever something came over me, and I'm like, do I do I just like go for it and just be completely honest. Cause this was like in my discovery phase and I was new to SAA and I'm like, do I just like tell the person that I'm interviewing with who is going to be my boss? Like, Hey, FYI, like I'm a sex addict and like, I've like, I've struggled with this. Like I literally had those thoughts and I was just thinking about this the other day and I'm like, holy shit, I'm so glad I didn't do that. But to your question, I can't I can't give you a yes or no. Because part of me That's fair. Part, part of I'll give you I'll give you kind of like the angel and the devil on my shoulder as I think sure. as I think through this. The the part of me where I where I wanna come out as a as more of a public, like, hey, I deal with sex addiction. That part of me is like, hey man, like you, you don't have to feel shame about this. Like, you're being honest. You're you're living your true self. Like, if people judge you for this, that's their problem, not your problem. Like, you need to live live your truth, kind of a thing. So that's like the I don't know if you want to call that the devil or the angel, but the other side of me is like, hey man, like this isn't their problem. Like you're dealing with you're dealing with this. You you can continue to be true to yourself you can continue to live in your recovery and be committed to your to your recovery and addiction or of addiction but it's not their it's not their business you don't need to tell them like it's it's not for everyone to know so i kind of struggle with those two things i can't be like yeah i want to i want to eventually like come out and like make it kind of known to to my group or my circle or my community whatever the case might be I just don't know at this point. I'm kind of leaning towards yeah. working through it with my cl- very close group of, of people, like people like yourselves, our group, my family. Because my, my mom and dad, like my family knows about it. Obviously, my girlfriend. Um, that's kind of it. And uh, it's a it's a really good question. And it's it's funny you ask it because I was just thinking about that the other day. What What do you think? Do you think it's something you'll – I guess just make more public. Yeah. I, for me, I would eventually like to, and this is way down the road, right? Like I'm by no means am I ready to be like, here's the shirt, <laughs> yeah. here's the S, here's the A, let's <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, this yeah. is me. Um, but no, I would, I, even before going to treatment, uh, I remember I was laying in my bed one night. And so, so from the time of discovery until I went to treatment, it was about a month and a half. Um, and I had started talking to my friends and, and I was laying in bed one night and I was like, man, 
I really want to share my story. Like, I really want to share my story. And that was like the first time I was like overwhelmed with emotion. And that was like the first time that I'd ever been like, I want to do something and I feel really good about it. Um, and I was talking to a buddy of mine and he was like, man, that's super powerful. He was like, to, to, to come out with my story and to put my name and my face on my story, like, to me, that is like the ultimate form of freedom. Going to what you said, like, I'm gonna, I, I want to put myself out there and be like, I don't care what you think about me. I'm good. I'm good with myself. I'm comfortable with who I am, where I'm at. This is who I am. This does not define who I am. It's a part of me, yes, but it does not define who I am. And God damn it, you're gonna make me want to so, go like put on social so, media, like, hey guys, I'm a sex addict. <laughs> I'm getting all fired up. I mean, <laughs> like, it's just like it's like the ultimate form of freedom. Like, money can't buy yeah. that. Like, and 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 I through all of this, like, I've really found that like my I really feel like my purpose and calling in life is like to help people, help people with this addiction, help people in recovery. Um, and that's, you know, why I started the podcast. Um, and whenever I do release it to the public, it will stay anonymous um, until I'm in a place in my life. And again, this is probably years down mm-hmm. the road, but that that is my ultimate goal. Yeah. My ultimate goal is to put my name and my face on this and and the world, you know, not, not that I'm going to go shouting it from rooftops, but that I'm a sex addict. And that, you know, there's, there's so many guys that suffer from this. So many, well, not even guys. I don't even, I don't even want to pigeonhole. I apologize. I don't even want to, there's so many people that are affected by this that have no idea. I had no idea until I got discovered. Mm -hmm. Until I got one, it wasn't until I got discovered that I was like, oh shit, I think you're, it was Patricia that said something. And I was like, I think you're right. Um, That suffer from this. And. There's, but it's still such a, you know, it's not talked about like alcoholism or, you know, this is a disease that the only way to combat it is to bring it to light. And so you need, you need those people to kind of help bring that to light and not saying that I'm going to be the catalyst and I'm going to be the rushing the charge, but but, you know, like, like that's like, I I just, to me, that's like the ultimate form of freedom ultimate form of freedom and that's that's the ultimate for me that is the goal well kudos to you for having that vision and that clarity like i do think that you're 100 percent spot on with and it's it, it kind of goes back to what i was saying earlier like once you once you share your your troubles whatever that is maybe it's a sex addiction once you share that with people you're letting go of it. It's no longer yours. That's the ultimate form of freedom. Yeah. And I just, I just think it's really like, I'm just such a huge fan of you, like from the sidelines, like I know that you can do whatever it is you want to do. And if it's helping people recover from addiction, like dude, freaking go for it. Cause I think you would be unbelievable at that. Um, but to your other point, I think it is such a progressive disease, sex addiction is. Not not only in the way that, yeah, we, we start getting off to pictures of girls in bikinis and now we're watching like five 
way orgies with like mm-hmm. okay you get the point i won't get too descriptive but <laughs> triggered um it's progressive <laughs> it's progressive in that sense but it's also progressive and like dude i think so many more people have a problem with sex in general than they lead on and yep. the 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 age group that's being affected by this is just getting younger and younger mm-hmm. because of the accessibility and i don't think that it's going to be quote unquote solved or, you know, um, I don't know what a bit like, cause solved is, isn't a, isn't a good word for it. Cause it is a disease. It's something you'll live with for the rest of your life. But, mm-hmm. um, maybe like medicated, even like looking at it as a disease, like the only way it's going to be medicated is if it's talked about. Yep. If it's talked about in the same way that mental illness is talked about or alcoholism is talked about. Cause it's just kind of this taboo thing. Yep. Um, and I am all for like any type of raising awareness and, and speaking light to this issue because I do think it's way bigger than we think it is to be, to be completely yeah, honest. I agree. Um, so yeah, I mean this, this was awesome. I can't, I yeah, can't man. do it off again. I, for, this was great, man. I, I, you know, I, I came into this, I was like, all right, we're just gonna kind of go with it, you know. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of. Yeah. I haven't. Anytime I've sat down and done this, I I haven't written anything down. I haven't planned anything. Like, so honestly, man, like I, you were like the perfect first guest because we are. We just rolled, you know. We yeah. we we talk on the side here and there, like you know. We I've been there since you first got into the program, and yeah, man, this. I think that this went great. Um. I'm super excited about it. I just, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Like this, yeah. this was awesome. I'm not even mad that I'm <laughs> not going to get much sleep tonight. I don't even care right now. Like I want to run well, through a brick wall right now. Like, so man, big ticket. Thank you so much for coming on, man. And for sharing your experience, man, your, your strength and your hope, man, because I look up to you, man. I got to say, like, I love your shares in the meeting, the wisdom you bring to the table. Like, yeah, you're only 24 and you have only been in the program, what, seven, eight months now. And just the wisdom that you bring, it's, eh, I love seeing you in the meetings and I love whenever it's it's your time to talk. I, I love our little side conversations whenever, uh, you know, the big dog wants to move the mouse around too much and get all he gets oh, all crazy man. with it. <laughs> the worst, the worst. When, but you I just, old, when you have old, when you have old people trying to screen share in the meetings, man, we have we have some major learning curves, but we're <laughs> we're getting through it. Oh man, tonight's meeting looked like it was our first meeting we'd ever all done oh, together. Um, brutal, but, but no, that's. Absolutely. It's it's cool that like you know you can have that side banter going on, and like that's I I I love that. So like it's cool that we have that, man. I I appreciate you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For feelings real, are feelings are a hundred percent mutual. I was thinking, hey, why don't just for the for the sake of uh, ending it on the right note, because I, I have it pulled it up. I have it pulled up here. Why don't we end on the unity prayer? I can just Dude. read it out and we'll, we'll Yeah, man. Please do. Yeah, let's go. That's that'll be twice tonight, right? Yeah, why don't you why don't you tell the good people what the unity prayer is? So you want to? So, so the unity prayer is what we say at the end of our meetings. 
is it what else do I need to say about it? Yeah, I mean that's kind of it. We just yeah, wrap yeah, that's up our meetings. With we it. we wrap up the meetings with it, and you know it's so funny because I I always think eventually I'm gonna like have all these readings down pat. I'm not even gonna need to look at a script. I know. And when you started reading it tonight, I was like, I didn't have it in front of me. It wasn't pulled up because we had some screen sharing technical difficulties. Yeah. Um, and I like started to read along and I realized I got to a point where I was like, all right, I don't know it anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, absolutely. I, I love the unity prayer. So I do too. I, uh, to take your point, it away. Like every, every time we, cause we'll have one person read it and I'm always like, I'm always speaking along with, with the person. Cause I think it just, Every time it, it wraps up, it wraps up our meeting so well. Um, it obviously really does. it's called the unity prayer. We're all in it together. So I'll, I'll read it. And we can, we can, uh, end on this. So unity prayer, I put my hand in yours and together we can do what we could never do alone. No longer is there a sense of hopelessness. No longer must we each depend upon our own unsteady willpower. We are all together now reaching out our hands for a power and strength greater than ours. And as we join hands, we find love and understanding beyond our wildest, our wildest dreams. <laughs> I love it, man. Thank you man, so much. Dude, thank you, brother. I really appreciate yeah. you, man. I love you. I hope you have a great rest of your night, man. I'll touch base with you later this week, brother. All right, sounds good. We'll All see right, you. All right, man. See you. Peace.